This episode has been recorded on Treaty 4 and Treaty 6 territory. You know, sometimes you kind of got to... Shaylee is 25 years old, graduating from social work. She is a professional actor and amateur YouTuber with cerebral palsy. In her spare time, she enjoys reading, writing, singing, and spending time with friends. And she is our friend. And we really hope that you enjoy this episode of Mixed Crips. And with Shaylee, we are discussing home care and our relationships with home care and caregivers. All right. Shaylee! Hi! My girl, what's up? So weird seeing you two together! I know, how exciting is it? I'm super excited. Nurse talk. Care talk. Let's, uh, yeah, let's dig into this topic today. Yeah, I'm really excited to discuss this because I feel like it can be such a hot topic. Hmm. Yeah. Um, And there can be so many different perspectives. For sure, yeah. I like the first thing that's different between the two of us, I guess, is that you hire your own people and I very much do not. Probably. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. You you get who's who's coming in that day type. Pretty much I get whoever's yeah. assigned to this floor in the building. I have no choice in the matter. Yeah. Right. So you like every day do you not know who's coming to help you out? I have absolutely zero clue. Like everybody for some context. I live in what is technically a, like, elderly care home. Uh-huh. Oh. It's long story to how I got there. We'll get to that with funding later, I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, I live in a care home. So, yeah, every day I kind of, I don't know who's coming because there's six people to the floor. But every day okay. they're assigned to different groups of two. Oh, okay. Each group of two, like, kind of takes over a certain section of the floor. So I never know who's appearing in the morning. <laughs> wow. Oh. And and just just to be clear, you have favorites, right? I very much have favorites. No, no, it's like a favorite child, so I understand that. I have not I have neither children nor care aids that I need to that I need to yeah. My favorites actually on night shift just went on vacation for a month and I'm so sad. <gasps> oh no. I'm so sad. <sighs> Yeah, I, we, we all have favorites. Yeah. We all have favorites. But no, let's, if you're okay, let's get into that now. How you, like, getting where you are, like, choosing where you're living. Yeah. That's going to be a really long story. That's cool. That's I'm cool. excited. I'm here for it, too. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, I don't know whether I told you guys this or not, but I'm originally from Busta. And the only reason I moved is because I literally ran out of online classes to take. <laughs> oh, frig. Yeah. I did my first two years at U of R distance and then got to a point where I literally took everything offered. So wow. I was like, okay, either you're moving or you're commuting and commuting would have sucked. Yeah. yeah. So I moved. Mm-hmm. And that process took probably about a year. Wow. Of moving for to move? Well, kind of to find where I was going to move. Oh. Because I don't fit anywhere. <laughs> I'm too smart for any of the group homes. I literally tested my IQs too high. 
so they wouldn't wow. take me. Oh. Wow. Dang. You're too smart for a group home. They have an IQ threshold, and I was way above it. Oh, I didn't Not even a... know group homes had IQ thresholds. Yeah. So it's not about your physical capability. Well, I, it's, it's about a your... combination. Yeah, it's a combination, but group homes are mainly meant to serve those with intellectual disabilities. Oh. oh. So my parents and I were basically like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. And then... <laughs> This place called Harbor Landing Village came up and we kind of explored it. It was an intergenerational like living facility. So one of the floors had a group home. One oh. was like independent seniors and one was full care seniors. Oh, okay. Right. So we basically went to the Ministry of Social Services and the Ministry of Health, made them talk to each other to come up with an agreement so that I could live there because oh. no one else had ever attempted it before. Oh. oh, like you're a pioneer for it. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we made them come up with a contract that as long as I was still in school for four years or whatever, that I could live there. Oh. And then that contract ran out. <gasps> so last year I had to find another place to live. Luckily, with Pioneer having the issues that it did and them having to relocate people, the SHA started a pilot program right, and right. I got in there so now I'm living in Brightwater senior living and it's a similar idea only it's not intergenerational it's just all seniors oh. and you seniors yeah. and you yeah. oh okay I think the youngest one here after me is like 49 or something I don't know oh wow oh. and so they gave you special permission to live there as a non-senior basically yeah yeah and so how long do you, is it a timed contract like the other one? No, this one is just as long as the pilot program runs. Yeah. So as oh, long as that uh, keeps running, I'm safe. Wow. Because, yeah, I've lived in a senior's independent living home before and just in transition, but it was only for like four or five months. Yeah. But I still brought all my private caregivers with me. That is impressive. How did you sleep yeah. that? Yeah, Tash, how'd you swing that? Yeah, because it was like right in the process of when I was like receiving self-managed care, which is what it's called in Alberta, and uh, then like processing papers for a live-in caregiver. Okay, gotcha. And so when I first moved into like an apartment, you could like, you had a kitchen, you could cook. And then so like my caregiver took the bedroom and then I put my hospital bed in the living room. And then, and then we would still go down for like meals or happy hour and stuff with the seniors, which was like all good. The but, seniors had happy hour. Yeah, four <laughs> o'clock. Do, do yeah. they really? Do they have their own bar? They literally have yeah. a yeah. bar budget. It's yeah. not just yeah. the activity uh, people literally just go shopping yeah. and stock the bar oh and do it themselves. It's great. God, that was like the that first time amazing. I tried Bud Light limes. Was that was that when I still drank? <laughs> Yeah. Was that a seniors? Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Cool. We, play, cool. we played bingo and shuffleboard. Crib. Any shuffleboard happened? I don't know, but Betty was my best friend. Betty, Betty, <laughs> Betty, the best but, friend. But like Shaylee, like if I didn't now have um, private care givers that I like hire and fire and manage, <laughs> I would, I would like very likely be doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't is because 
self-directed funding, which we call whatever your Alberta version of that is, yeah. wasn't enough hours. I don't necessarily right. need someone available to me 20 or like yeah, all the time. stuff with me 24 hours a day, but I need someone available 24 hours a day in case something mm -hmm. goes down. Yeah. And self-directed funding would only pay for like 10 hours a day or something. Oh my gosh. So... And you need one for 24 hours a day. Is that what you're I don't necessarily need to be paying a person to do stuff for 24 hours, but I need yeah. to be like on call. Yeah. Oh. Like text someone and be like, hey, I just dropped something or I fell or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, totally. Like I, I could manage to be alone so much more than I am. But I don't want to risk losing that funding. Yeah. So I utilize um, like the hours that I'm given and and more because I don't want to lose it. And so it's yeah. like it's bittersweet because like it also causes me to lose independence that I otherwise could have. You know, like well, because you you've lived alone. You've had you have I, a stint for, there that yeah, you lived alone for a very short time. It's true. Where they came, you had to do something for if there was a fire or something like that like yeah have, have some sort of contingency yeah like you have to like register with the fire department that like there is a you know disabled person yeah in the building living alone who cannot you know get out themselves if they're if they're in, in the event of there. an emergency or a fire but yeah no that was hard because to for me it's totally like everything's based around bladder because i need help to go to the washroom essentially so it's like is that if... you too shaley uh-huh uh -huh. i guess they can't see me on it yet everything i've learned to time the bladder for a variety yeah. of reasons yeah yeah that makes sense when i drink when i can pee it is like right? <laughs> yeah uh, for those of you who can't see me i'm pregnant <laughs> Real pregnant, and uh, yeah, that makes it, your bladder's bad enough when you have a spinal cord injury. Um, yeah, pregnancy does make it a lot worse. Yeah. Welcome to one of the many reasons I don't want to be pregnant. My bladder already sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But yeah, um, so that's yeah, that's really interesting. Do you like currently where you are, where you're living? I will say here is much better than Harbor Landing ever was. <laughs> oh, that's good. Why? What would be the... My thing with Harbor Landing was it was literally like a room. There was like living room, bathroom, and there was technically a bedroom, but it was very, very tiny. Oh. It was like a respite room at Wascana. Here oh. at least kind of feels like an apartment. <laughs> like yeah, I've got a full yeah. living room. I've got windows. I've got full bedroom. It looks bathroom. nice. Yeah. Good cover. little kitchenette back there. Yeah, I guess you can yeah. see that. So what yeah. about like you? Me? Yeah. What about me? Like, do you choose to live next door to my parents? Yes. That's exactly where I choose to live. <laughs> <laughs> I choose, I chose uh, to buy the house right next door to my parents. Nice. Yeah. The company is amazing. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I don't have to pay for it. And, well, I do have to pay for it, actually. I eat their food a lot of times no yeah for me i guess obviously like it's not a physical thing and i've lived on my own like outside of every situation but it definitely is like a a nice i have a pretty good attachment with my parents and independent also from my parents but i think i think living alone 
I probably for like, I don't know, the, the, uh, like, even when you guys talk about the idea that like, you have everybody, you have somebody around all the time, or you need somebody around all the time or available to be around all the time. I personally, like, I'm not sure on how that feels in general. Like, yeah, I've had roommates and I've lived with a partner, like a boyfriend before and that sort of stuff. And I, that's a nice feeling also, but I, but I also like having my own space and like that sort of stuff to be able to like do what I want and, and have stuff put, have stuff where I put it. Yeah. Not, Not have to like look for something or something or even... Yeah, my my ex was was really good about the toilet seat and stuff, so it was like that kind of <laughs> stuff was fine. Awesome. But but like and and Tash and I were actually talking about this earlier today, where it was like to have somebody around is like if if I ever if I ever find another boyfriend in my life and we live together and we run off <laughs> into the sunset and get married, um, I might just I might just uh, stay by myself. Like yeah. you have your Instead. space, I have my space. Yeah, and and yeah. it sounds like you guys don't have that I mean, option. If- well, you don't ever have that option again because you're pregnant. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, but um, but do but, you do you find like you have like a sense of like? I think I think even even when hearing you guys talk about funding, it's it's and having where you live because it's not like you can, I guess. Well, you can technically, I guess, live wherever you want to live if you pay for it. I'm not sure, like, it, unless I you mean, pay for the money. Is that's that where it gets like? complicated. Yeah. Tash probably could because you've got government funding from the accident or whatever. I assume I don't. You, you had the nerve to be born with it, Shady. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Pretty much, honestly. Yeah. It, I am very limited provincially, though. Because all my funding, like, is is Alberta, so it's actually really um hard to live outside of Alberta. I wondered how that. I wasn't gonna ask, but I wondered no. how that was. Yeah, and like, I could study away, but never permanently live somewhere. Uh, and so, gotcha. Um, to to be honest, like, it's really hard to commit to leaving Alberta because I do have um really good um provincial funding. Yeah. So, and then, like, you can say, like, oh, I can live anywhere and move anywhere, but that it is so limiting. It is so almost not true because if I say, oh, I'm going to go move to BC, that is like a, like, that's almost like a, oh my God, like a five grand different difference. I don't know exact numbers, but like monthly, yeah. that could be so significant. I just found out that there's funding for uh adhd really like on taxes like you could i just got my assessment and stuff so i'll do it next year i don't know what i could get back on my taxes but but it's like you can put in your assessment and then your family gp like says i looked at this assessment and they do have this thing or something i'm not sure i'm gonna try it and see what happens i probably get like an extra 10 10 bucks or something because yeah. everything's graded on a whatever grade but yeah so no. true so you did you have to be certified uh your disability before you were able to get or assessed kind of, oh, kind really? of, yeah 
depending on, I don't know. Initially, it started like a couple of years before I even moved. I had to get assessed for home care and like the mm-hmm. amount of hours that I was allowed to have while still living in my parents' house mm-hmm. without them doing everything. And then it turned into, okay, we're going to use this home care assessment to suddenly transfer over to a like more permanent living situation. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of do the home care assessments every year because I need home care for work. I don't need it here, obviously, because there's people here. But as soon as I go anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Do you like um, your care aides or your nurses that come in and out? Do you get along with them? Other than, Of course, your favorite, though. Other than your favorite. The favorites, obviously, I get along with. And the ones that, like, actually talk to me are good things. Yeah. Oh. I have, I have what might seem like a bit of an ignorant, able-bodied question. <laughs> okay. But I feel okay. And I don't think I've ever yeah. actually asked you. So I, probably for you also is that, like, your rotation of people coming in to, like, assist you you have to be comfortable with these people yeah, or with the changeover of these people. And do you have to talk yourself into being comfortable or is it kind of just like old news where you're just like, this is what happened? Like, and what, if you aren't comfortable, I guess, like there's, you've got to have like some strategies. Yeah. For that is that is that something that it eh. or no? I don't know if you want to touch on that before I go on a rant, Tash. But <laughs> no, go on a rant. I think the thing that annoys me most is when they will send in like brand new people that just started with the expectation that I will train them because I can train them because I've got the vocal skills. Yeah, I've, like I've been around therapists and like PTs, OTs, carries enough that I can just train them and whip them into shape. I yeah. don't like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I really hate doing that. Yeah, that's so true. Well, and even like even with anything, like it's it makes sense that somebody you'd want somebody to say what that person should be doing with their body. Even even for somebody like me, like if if somebody's like brought in to help me do something, then it's like, what do you, what are your needs in this situation? If I know them, yeah. then I can yeah. say like, I am for me, right? Like I am a physical learner. I'm, I'm not, you want me to write something. It's not going to, it's not, I mean, I'll write something, but you, I, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Th- yeah. No, there's no guarantee. Um, and so the idea is, is, and the intent seems to be well intended perhaps, but like, if you're saying just, you know, like, we're here to support you, what do you need? And you're like, actually, like, you're the professional, like, and you should kind of every, <laughs> yeah, every, every time, like, if you have any ideas on how to do something, or if you have any thoughts on what's worked for other people, maybe in the past, if, if there is a thing. Yeah, but yeah, well, but- and like, whichever, whichever avenue, like with a with that, but like a skill that I'm sure and I've seen this because I I you know just being around Shaylee like and like you have leadership skills and and like maybe um like directive skills I guess you could say you you learn how to direct your care right like air quotes direct your care mm-hmm. that is something they like always preached um when I was like a newly injured patient. Yeah. You need to learn how to direct your care. And like funny thing about how you're saying you had to like teach, you have to teach new care aides or nurses that come 
their way. When I was an inpatient, I was one of the only uh, female quadriplegics that was like newly injured. So they were literally like, oh, you use a catheter. So can we teach all of our student nurses how to use a catheter on you? (laughs) And and then, and then the assumption that people who have paralysis or spinal cord injuries cannot feel their legs or below the level of their injury. So, you know, as soon as there's a poke, ouch, it's like, what? You can feel that? Yeah. You know, it's. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing that I learned (laughs) that I, that I learned um, after being like with being friends with you, Tash, is that I thought a quad, like, that's what I thought. I thought a quadriplegic, um, like, I thought you were a paraplegic Mm. because you're, like, you can't physically walk, but you can move your arms. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, the idea is that, not the idea, the actual thing is, is that if your limbs are affected. Yeah, if four limbs are affected. Yeah. Don't feel bad because... That was my first reaction. Yeah. When they were labeling me in the hospital quadriplegic, I was like so pissed. I was like, but like I can move my hands and I can like wiggle my thumb. Yeah. Like, what about look? I'm look at my, I'm, look at my thumb. Look it, I'm moving <laughs> my thumb. Yeah. I can wiggle my pinky too. Like, check me out. I'm a para, but no, like it's no. essentially how many limbs are affected. But that yeah. the other misconception is that. Um, people hear quadriplegic and they think um, like no paralyzed mobility. from the neck down. Yeah. Which if you're not. With, yeah. But no, no, technically I'm paralyzed from the neck down. Are you? Yeah. Because uh, my injury is up here, but it just depends like where in your neck you're paralyzed from. Yeah. So, you know, what level? If I. I guess it's kind of a similar thing with cerebral palsy. Yeah ish i'm classified as a diplegic so like similar to a paraplegic however i've still got one arm that's like closer to one of your hands Josh. Mm. i don't know how they get the like classification i guess it's because technically this arm's pretty much fine so not all uh, four limbs are affected they um let's let's go back a little bit to vulnerability and like depending depending on people because i mean I guess I want to go back to, like, living alone the very short time that I did live alone and how, like, freeing it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, one night just being like, oh, my God, no one but me is in my apartment right now. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, <laughs> I, like, I can watch porn and nobody will walk in on me or I can, you know, like, call someone and stay up really late and it just, like... Won't even, it's also scary. Yeah. Did you watch because porn when you lived alone? You'll never know. I think I do. I think I do know. <laughs> but, I think I do but know. But seriously, it was it yeah. was so it was so freeing. But it yeah. like obviously comes with consequences because there were many times where like middle of the night I have to pee and I have to like wait until yeah you know, whatever time in the morning that somebody's gonna show up and that that sucks. Yeah. You know. I was about to say the same thing. Like as soon as you said. There is nobody in my apartment right now. I literally went, oh, that would be so nice. I literally had to put a sticky note on my door so that people don't randomly walk in while we're (gasps) recording this. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I put a sticky note 
on the door to say we're recording a podcast from this time to this time please do not disturb because people will just randomly walk in and like check on you or like come and bring meds or whatever for no like without you knowing some of the time yeah like meds typically come around at a certain time every night so you kind of set me you know when to expect them yeah and like for the most part people have learned to like leave me alone until I hit this little call bell that we have that like summons them but sometimes they'll just come in and be like hey do you want to get ready for bed do you want to do whatever they're like no I'm busy doing a thing (laughs) right and say get out of here so they do they do you ever find that people like try to get you to bed early for their convenience They've learned not to at this point. They tried when I first moved in, and I was like, that uh-huh. is not going to be a thing that happens. You set that standard right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like the even the newer ones are still like, so what time do you go to bed? And I'm like, not till night shift, because night shift comes on at 1030, and oh, I'm usually yeah. not in bed till, like, midnight. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you answer my messages pretty good, too, later. Yeah. I was going to say, too, for... Okay, so... Um, is that, uh, like when I was in college and it, and it finally kind of came up that I did have a learning disability, the, the idea that like I had to, I had to leave the classroom and go and get whoever again was available, I suppose, uh, to do it, to do my reading or to do my writing or to even like be able to explain a question properly was not necessarily inconvenient but it was just like oh this is the difference in the situation and you and I needed apparently um I needed those people to do what they did in order to get the stuff like my extra time or get or get you know people to understand that this was probably the best way to be doing it so I needed those people for that as far as as far as how would be you know whatever I would mm-hmm. be dependent on other people on those people I don't know that's I guess it's not the same it's just it's same but different well it's still it's still on, like yeah yeah having to rely on rely yeah and like people. if that person to read for you or whatever didn't show up you suddenly weren't taking a test yeah well yeah and it would look a, a lot different or if you know whatever however that would look like it's like or trigger stress. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. that, like test anxiety is a big sure, thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. As if you didn't already have enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, and it's, and that's probably one, one of like the only times when it's like, when it's like you, you wait for somebody if they're running a little late and they were never running like terrible late, but, but if it did happen, then it was like, okay, like you can't, yeah, I can't do what I, need to do in this situation because person and again like obviously this is this is to a fraction of the degree but it would take it would take away from your like test writing the experience yeah the experience that's ahead even if you still had the extra time like it's cut off by the people not showing up sure Yeah. yeah no that is true yeah but it's but it is definitely yeah it's a it's a dependency upon people and their and what's going on in their yeah life somehow yeah. yeah yeah and like when we have people around that we need um or depend on and like don't necessarily have a choice it's it's kind of um like do you are you ever in those instances where you're like 
oh my god, I do not want to be around this person. I do not like this person. But like, I need them to finish what they're doing. I need them to help me get dressed or like get me out of the house or drive me somewhere, <laughs> wipe my ass or whatever. Right? <laughs> <Wipe my laughs> yeah, for real, right? Oh, I needed somebody so... to wipe my ass. Yeah, honestly, though, that's what it is. Mm. And like, it was really annoying. I don't remember if I told you guys this, but I was doing my social work practicums over the past two semesters. Mm. And for the first one, I didn't need to set up home care or anything because it was a four-hour shift and I didn't care enough. Uh (laughs) Second one, however, was an eight-hour shift. So I obviously set up like three separate times to do a bathroom break. Uh And trying to schedule meetings around that was ridiculous, especially because home care has a rule where they can be like half an hour late in either direction. And if they didn't show up, there were plenty of times where I had to like tell my supervisors, you're going to have to either start or finish this meeting because home care hasn't shown up yet yeah but like half an hour late shaylee that's that's like like that's their acceptable window that's crazy because it's like managing wait managing your bladder and then having it to like abide by a half an hour window yeah i learned when to not drink coffee yeah Yeah. well and in say in a normal job a half an hour like like the moving the moving guys being like within a half an hour the sastel guys being in within a half an hour. like that's a that's a time when it, a window is open like that's a time when it's like okay yeah no that's that's chill we can accept like, that yeah yeah but it's be like but it, but to, when if, it comes to bodily functions huh. yeah if they were expected to hold it that's outrageous like y- yeah, yeah but like and it, it yeah. actually reminds me of paratransit you know, like, like you have, you can have like a 10 minute window in, uh, in Edmonton, you have a half hour to 45 minute window. So that, that can be crazy, but like that's transportation. I can't, yeah. I can't imagine having a window on my bladder. Key, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it happens. Sometimes caregivers don't show up. Sometimes caregivers are late. Like that, that, that's a security that I don't have, um, that, that you might in, in a, like assisted living circumstance. If somebody calls in sick or doesn't show up, it's, I'm screwed. And it usually falls on like whoever I have as a full-time carried, Mm. but sometimes even they're not available and that cannot be covered. This has been extremely difficult with COVID because one of my full-time care aides got COVID, gave COVID to me. I then gave it to two of my other care aides. Mm. And because they live close to me, they had to work for me well, while I was positive and they were positive, even though technically like you're supposed to isolate. And one of my other full-time care aides, was like as sick as a dog and as sick as I was oh. and still like coming in and taking care of me. It was, it was okay. Well, hats off to her. Because, yes. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Insane. It was hell, but like, that's, that's just like relying like on other people and not having a choice. Yeah. You know, like at least here, if somebody calls in sick, there's a giant pool of people to pull from and be like, Hey, you want to cover this? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's like, that's so that's such a huge benefit and like not having to deal with that stress yourself like that for me would be such a relief to just 
be able to call and be like, hey, so-and-so didn't show up, send somebody else. Like, that is re- like the other reason I didn't want to do self-directed funding. I didn't want yeah. to be anybody's boss. I didn't want to manage. Yeah. It can be, it can be um, tough. Just um, this weekend, I had a similar issue where I had nobody who could work on Saturday morning. And only the convenience of the fact that I now live close to family, could I holler at my sister and be like, yo, Mm. sis, can you get me up in the morning? Can you get me out of bed, help me get dressed, and do my makeup? Because I had to go to a baby shower that has been planned. You went to your baby baby shower, not a baby (laughs) shower. Oh, I just went to a baby shower. That has been planned for months. You went to your baby shower. So it's, I mean. Yeah. Depending on other people is stressful. Yeah, no. it's not my favorite. No. At all? <laughs> no. Thank you for finishing that sentence. I was about to. But... <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, the, the, and it completely makes sense. I think people definitely don't understand that mm-hmm. as a thing. And, and the, the good care carries definitely do understand that and the bad slash burnt out ones just just kind of you know clock in and clock out which is the unfortunate do you ever like have you ever been close like friendship wise with any of your (laughs) care have you ever (laughs) been close to (laughs) shaylee That night shift person that I mentioned that was going on vacation for a month that I was sad about, she actually used to work at Harbor Landing. So that was Uh, nice. I knew her already. That was lovely. I was like, yeah, I don't have to train you. Excellent. And there's a couple that like they since quit or gotten fired or whatever. And I've like gotten their numbers, but not like overly close to any of them. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. I wasn't close to anybody that read for me. That's that that is really interesting because it like it kind of keeps them separate from you. So you're able to like dissociate friendships and care. It would get weird if I didn't. I'd be like a friend of mine is seeing me naked right now. Like that's Oh. Whereas oh. my friends see me naked all the time because I'm I'm friends with I'm I'm like all friends with a lot of my carries, you know, and I, and it could be because I spend a lot so much time. more time. Yeah. And you know, some people's personalities just get along better and you want to you want to like especially when you're hiring private care you want to get along with with who the person you're hiring Do you get along with tess really well yeah just she's here she's here she wants to oh yeah <laughs> and yeah this is awesome i think it was more like that for me in moose Jaw with home care when it was a tinier town and everybody knew everybody yeah there so that kind of like doubles back on like what like if if you you didn't i don't know if you answered it or if i just didn't register it and it's still take down um the because you have such a filter of like people coming in and out when you when you have like someone new or someone that you know you don't really feel comfortable with or you don't like or you don't like whatever what what like is there something that you 
like internal dialogue wise or that you make sure that you exude to them personally like to be like you know like you you come in and you do what you need to do and that's all and and whatever's you you don't get to see like I don't want you to see me naked or stuff like that like no I mean they got a job to do they're gonna like if I'm stuck in bed they're gonna just deal with that yeah I usually try to find at least some common ground like even if I'm not super friendly with them I will find something to talk about to fill the awkward silence Uh yeah yeah. But yeah. that's about it. Like, I have no filter anymore. I have no shame. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. had a filter and shame when I first moved. And, like, the only people that did my care were really my parents and, like, home care workers that I knew pretty well. Sure. And then I moved and all of a sudden it was a giant full of people. And I was like, all right, this is just something we're going to have to get used to. Wow. And how, how old were you when you moved? I was, I would have been... 17 going on 18 shoot well that's even young in general like to have yeah. people that you're not yeah you i think know. i had just turned 18 by the time i officially moved in yeah that's it that's, that's yeah. really interesting because um yeah i was 18 when i first got injured oh, okay and you're like coming into you having to like yeah depend on people that you're not comfortable with yeah mm-hmm. or comfortable with but hopefully you're comfortable or yeah yeah, i guess yeah no and the ones i'm not i just don't talk to as much it's just silent they get the job Uh done and they leave asap yeah do you have people like if people like friends or like partners or your parents or something are around do like certain caregivers change towards you like is there ever any kind of like um facade that way i wouldn't call it a facade so much as they try to be really friendly to my parents because they know they're being watched (laughs) as they yeah and like i am kind of lucky that way too like my parents are still in moose job but they're an hour away if there's anything that like i don't trust a carry to do like set up anything electronic i will not let them touch electronic things they will screw it up i don't trust (laughs) them so i just make mom do all like i've got an hdmi cable running from my computer to my tv running up the wall down the wall i made dad do that because i wasn't going to try to make anybody else do it Uh well and again your mom is always your mom and your dad's always your dad so regardless of anything that's who you call your sick mom yep (laughs) Mom. Exactly. Yep. Uh, That's the real reason I live next door to my parents. <laughs> Honestly, my boyfriend's family. Like one time, I was this past year, I was in the ER for a gallstone thing that I thought was a whole other thing, but that's unrelated. And my mm. parents couldn't make it in, so like I ran myself to the hospital from Southland Mall. Oh. Uh. The cab guy stayed with me for a bit, and like we tried to get a hold of my parents. They were in the middle of karate class. They couldn't leave. Karate. Yeah, they teach karate. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, they were in the middle of that. And like, we couldn't get a hold of anybody else. So eventually we called my boyfriend and he sent his dad in. And I was like, (gasps) excellent. (gasps) Why not make it a full family affair? Honestly. Yeah. Where does does your boyfriend live? He is actually about five minutes away from here. Oh, nice. He used to be, like, way across the city when I was in the south end, but now that I'm in the north end, he's, like, five minutes away. Oh, so you so you moved to be also closer to him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is trying to move in here. 
<laughs> oh, cool. I feel like I'm so particular with who I want doing my care that, like, traveling can be a huge challenge. Oh, I, I need... hate traveling, but completely different reasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you do? I really hate traveling. Uh-huh. Oh. Farthest I ever went, well, actually, I did Montreal for, like, years and years. Hate flying on planes. Can't do it anymore. Ugh. Yeah, it's hard. But yeah, I don't like, like my care, I can be so particular with how I do things, how I like things, like from my personal care to like getting help with my makeup. It's, you know, it's, it, it can be like a challenge. And so traveling, you know, planning trips, uh, like is really hard to be um, spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah, also, I hate like... trying to function in hotels. Hotels are the bane of my existence. Yeah. Nothing is accessible. Nothing is the way you have it set up at home. So everything is screwy. That's so yeah. true. I won't do it. You know, like, I would rather bring my mom. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. my mom she is still, did. like, perfect at doing all I the kids. stuff. She's done it for 25 years. She's going to keep doing it. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. every time I go home for the holidays or whatever... We don't even bother hiring home care anymore because they're a pain in the butt. She's just like, I'll uh-huh. just do it. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, like, I've, I've kind of moved past that a little bit more. Like, my mom's definitely moved more into the, like, mom role. <laughs> but um, only, I guess, because I've lived, like, so far away for so long now. But, I, I mean, I can still, I can still bug her if I really needed her. And, yeah, like, the only yeah. time she's ever really liked that is when I'm, like, home for Christmas holidays or whatever. And then it's nice to just fall back into a rhythm of she knows what she's doing and I don't have to say anything and I love it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, yeah, that makes sense. My family, like, they're all long-haul drivers. So, like, since my injury, they've, like, been able to drive me everywhere. Let's go to Saskatchewan. Let's go to Edmonton. Let's t- drive to Tash back and forth. But, like, my partner doesn't love long distance driving so i'm like let's go let's go it's only seven hours and he's like are you kidding like you know seven hours. oh dad can do edmonton in seven hours that's like good time for him yeah that's so, like a great time but i mean some people just you know don't enjoy it i don't, don't think i would enjoy it if i had to be the one driving i wish i would love to be able to drive just to have that independence yeah you know like, oh my goodness. All right, everybody. That was pretty good. That was awesome. awesome. Shaylee Lover. Um, okay, so if you want to uh, follow us, we're on the socials at The Mixed Crips on Twitter, Facebook, and our Gmail account is TheMixedCrips at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. So with that, you all better. Keep rolling forward, one neuro at a time.